All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com. And this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help your we'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ruined. Hello? Uh, <laughs> hi. hi. Oh, uh, sorry, Allison was dead asleep. She was sitting up with her eyes closed. Um, the podcast recording has started. I'm Hallie. This is uh, Ruined. Elf. It's a, a podcast where we ruin a horror movie. Wow, we what happened? That. Where'd you go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, there's a ghost in your body, dude. I, I, I've been meaning to bring it up. There's somebody is trapped inside <laughs> you, man. And we got to get it out. Yeah, I know. It's been a challenge. You know, sometimes I'm just not there. And uh, we should do a seance and see if we can summon ooh. the ghost that lives in your body. Yeah. The ghost of the shell. Yes. That's a great idea. Um, um, yeah, so this is a podcast. We were in a horror movie just for you. Yeah. And we ourselves are simply haunted houses who yes. sit down to record every week. Yes. Just Allison, a bag of bones doing? and ghosts. I mean, yeah, I guess we're all technically bags of bones. We're all pre-skeletons. Yeah. We're so all just, also pre-ghosts. Yeah. That, what is a human if not a, a pre-ghost? You're absolutely right, Allison. Wow. Wow. We I are... think we're just getting there a little faster than other people, right? Yeah, I got pedaled to the metal on the ghost thing. Um, <laughs> just I'm wondering. Ready to, I'm ready to roll. Oh, like a comfortable, billowing white gown. I know, it's a like candelabra. Are all about like caftans and like walking Ooh. around at night. I mean, those are two things I love doing. <laughs> really nice candles that just blow yes. out suddenly. Yes. Um, yeah. Being I a little cold. <laughs> being a little old. Be- being young, young yeah. at heart. Yes. Young. Oh, and I ghost. said cold. Being oh, a cold. cold. But also old. A little cold, a little old, a little gold, but a heart of gold. Old. That's you, Allison Livey. That is. Hallie, how are you doing? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, I'm good. I feel uh, positive about okay. the, um, the the project of my life. Okay. My hair has reached uh, an, un, an unsustainable situation. I'm trying to grow out a shag. If anyone's grown out a shag, you know what I'm talking about. So my hair just looks like a bad wig at all times. Oh, uh, interesting. Right now. But you see, it's like, it's just... There's is just this is yeah. to like grow it out a little more. You know, it's just it's like a Muppet. I Are you feel like I'm snuffleupagus. Like a more all one length kind of vibe. Okay. So you have to That's wait for the, the shortest parts to be as long as you want it to be. Yeah. And so I feel like because like they're pretty short, you know, yeah. and I feel like if I, I just can't I my goal is to not cut it. I'll look at my bangs, but like not cut it till like June or something. I don't know. June. Yeah. June. That's a lifetime away, Allison. Yeah. I was like, when is that? Um, I, it's either, it was either in the past or it's is the, in the future. I was going to say, like, did we just have June or is June almost here? I think it's both. I, yeah. I think you're we're right. Actually, like, both. Yeah, we're like pretty far from 
It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what is time? And yeah. uh, and to go off of what is time, um, if you're okay, listening to this on Patreon, I don't, hell yeah, Woo! I did it. Um, do, do, if you do, are do, listening do, do, do. to this episode on Patreon, uh, our live show is coming this Sunday. So if you're twenty dollars subscriber, uh, you're. Tickets to the live show um, will be in your inbox that day. Um, and if you're listening to this on the regular feed when it comes out, um, you could still see the live show through Wednesday night. So if you did not get to come on Sunday, it is up for 72 hours. Allegedly, that makes Wednesday night the cutoff. So you still have time, um, depending on when you listen to this. If you listen to this again in June, this will have no meaning you. to you. Because again, you'll you. be in the past or yes. the future. Or the future. Well, yeah. Well, I guess you have to be in the, the f- well, you're in the future to us, but the past to you? To today? Ooh, what a See time. See you there. We're ghosts. Oh, we're ghosts. Allison, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, two weeks. It'll be Monday. It'll be two weeks with Riz. Or Tuesday. Uh, Give us yeah. the update. How's the little gentleman? I mean, I would I would bring him on camera, but he is taking a little snooze on the couch, and he's so cute. And now, like, my entire camera roll on my phone is just, like, thousands of pictures of him doing the same I thing. I love that. It's just, like, him looking out the window, like, him sleeping, him Aww. standing and looking at me. Um, He's so funny, and he started meowing a little bit in a, like, really fun way. He does, like, meow, oh meow. Like, it sounds like a question. Allison, I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. I'll get a recording of it Please, somehow. Please, I'm begging you. It's Speaking so of recordings, uh, Allison sent over a very important TikTok before, <laughs> before we started recording and insisted that I and our engineer can't watch it. How um, would you describe it, Allison? Can you describe what's happening in it? It's like, um, it, well, it's a horse. Um, it's, mm-hmm. yes. it's, it's walking. <laughs> But not really. Very fast. <laughs> it's walking. It's running in place is how I would, It's a horse yes. running in place. Yes. It's so unnerving. It's so unsettling. And it's the sound. booking it and going very slowly. <laughs> yes. Is there a just, term for that? Like, I, there well, must be It must be, like, somewhere. a dressage move. Like, Ugh, just, like, because, you know, they do, like, the, have you ever seen that video of, like, hip-hop dressage? And it was, like, somebody put, um, like, a video of a, of a dressage yes, competition. absolutely. To, yes, um, I remember this. I think it's a little Kim song. And it's Hell just yeah. like it really matches up nicely. <laughs> um, yeah, horses on this. TikTok. A scary. I still sometimes get the chiropractors for the horses served to me, and I'm like, I it, don't want to see if I see a chiropractor put their hands on a damn dog one more no, time. I leave can't. the dogs alone. It looks like they're going to decapitate these animals. Like, I mean, also, yeah, like the dog can't tell you how it feels, or or, or any of the animals. No, and then also, what is the dogs like? It's not like it's sitting in an office chair all day. Like, right. what, what it's strain a is it being? Yeah, what was happening? Are you making your dogs like, I don't know, like it, it lift weights? Like, I don't understand why, right. why a dog would need it's adjust to be adjusted, right? Back not aligned. Like, that's not a thing. Like, was it, like, I guess if it was injured, maybe? Like, if it fell off of a high countertop? I don't, I don't know, know, Allison. I, I don't, don't know. want to imagine. I don't, but like, I don't that. understand why it's such a thing on TikTok. TikTok is, I mean, it's not good. You know it's what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, we know this is bad, but yet here we are. And I guess that's everything in America. Everything. Where it's like, yeah, this seems bad. Um, <laughs> this is unrelated, but just uh, I was talking about apps. So I downloaded this app, Field. Uh-huh. Um, which is like a hookup app yeah. that at least the people I know, people I know, it's sort of for more queer women, like the idea that it's a hookup app, as if that is like 
the level of insane I am, like, as if I'm going to, like, have a casual, like, that is just. Yeah, it, I know. What but a hilarious fucking prank on myself. But you're you just know? like, I don't know. Is it this? <laughs> but what is most insane is, like, so basically, like, it's, I could not figure out how to message people on it. And I was like, I am so old that I don't even understand the technology that if, because I can see, like, like, I was like, oh, maybe I have to pay. So I paid for a month. It is exp- it's $12. But basically, like, you just see who likes you, you know? And I guess that's what you're paying for. I don't know. I'm canceling it after a month. But yeah. uh, but then I still, after paying, couldn't figure out how to message someone. I had to text someone. No. Who, who I'd had this conversation with be like, I have a really embarrassing question because I knew that he was on field too. And I was like, how do you message people? And he's like trying to explain it to me, but he doesn't pay for it. So like his setup is different. I'm like, oh, I will... This is Dig a nightmare. Dig a hole in the ground and bury myself in it, and it'll be my grave because I can't figure this out. But eventually I did. It's, you have to like each other, and then you can message each other. Of oh, course, okay. it's intuitive, but my brain is broken, Allison. So it's like, even that part is so, like, overwhelming to me that I'm like, I don't know how. If you've ever, first of all, hooked up with, but found love on an app, God bless you. Just because for the Because even interacting elements. with it sucks so bad. I'm yes. like, I hate this. Yes. But also, what are, what are we going to do, you know? If I download an app person? and the app is like, oh, just go into your uh, phone settings. And I'm like, no, we're already, like, this is a bad, I can't I'm do gonna that. I'm going to stop you right there. And it's like, do you want to ping someone? Do you want to pay for an uplift? And I'm like, I want I don't to know what that turn is. into a bird and fly and be able to live in the forest and be free. That's yes. what I want. That sounds great. Uh, but we're going to make apps for birds, I'm sure. And we're going to rope this them into this, too. I don't want to date a bird. Well, it's, I'm sorry. You don't have an option. <laughs> I'm sorry. The birds will figure out the app before you and I do. Oh, I should have trained a bird. <laughs> yeah, I trained a parrot to date online for me. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> it could talk. That's not a bad idea. It could talk. It kind of sounds like a parrot It could leave like the voice already. memos because, like, I think Hinge has, like, you can leave a voice. Like, you can, like, so you could talk and hear what the person sounds like right, without yeah, talking like, on the phone. Wah. It'd Let be really funny feet. if it was a bird. Yeah. Um. Again... Uh, life is humiliating, but it's also about humility, Allison. So that's yes. what my therapist and I have been talking about. The, uh, humility and humili- humiliation come, go hand in hand, and we have to embrace it, which doesn't sound like me, but I'm going to try. Okay. Thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real punchy today. I don't know why. Um, no, please. I'm 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 on one or two. Great. Um, anything else new with you? No, it's mostly just been the cat. Hell yeah. So that's pretty much my whole world now. And it's made me less interesting and more happy. Exactly. That's what life should be about. As you get older, it's just sitting. Like when we've talked about this before, but like the idea of like an old person sitting in a rocking chair on the porch, enjoying a breeze. Yeah. That's all I want to do. All I want. Please just let me do nothing. Just want to hold a cat and be in a comfortable temperature situation. Yeah. With a blanket. Yeah. Um, I wish that Riz could be a kitten again so we could see him as a little kitten. You know what I mean? No. I, I wish know. we had a time machine for I wish just we had a time that. machine. Oh, and then to kill Hitler. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, first Hitler. we'd see baby Riz, then <laughs> we'd kill Hitler. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Obviously, we'd kill Hitler. We could bring Riz along. It'll be it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. adventure. I think a cat should go back in time and kill Hitler. No one else is doing it. That's for sure. Birds should control the apps. Cats should, should, should control time travel as it relates to preventing the Holocaust. Yes. Great. Well, we that's it, it, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, no, we are going to do... Actually, so everything's about society these days, right? So this we are doing 1989's Society. Yes. 
And this is a doozy, and I don't normally do content warnings. And it's not even, like, that level of uh-huh. movie. It just is, like, there's just some topics we don't touch on that, that much. So I just want to say, if you have a problem with incest— I was going to say, there not has to be incest in this based on the trailer. Yes, like, if that is a topic or anything, you're like, I do not want to interact with it, do not listen to this episode. Oh, because obviously it's, like, ridiculous and, like, monstrous and, like, gooey yes. or whatever. It's not realistic, but it's still gnarly— and there are a lot of scenes where I'm like, oh, yikes. So just as a listener, use your own discretion, obviously. But that, that's my okay, warning to that's you. That's a good warning. Um, and it is uh, directed by Brian Yuzna, Yuzna who was produced uh, several movies for Stuart Gordon, who is the director of, as we've done in the pod, Reanimator and From Beyond. Oh, okay. And if you thought From Beyond was gooey, Allison, and it, it was. It was so gooey. This is wall-to-wall goo, my friend. Oh, my God. Goo City, USA. So this was uh, his, uh, Yusna's directorial debut. And let me tell you, he did a phenomenal job, and the special effects were by a company called Screaming Mad George. Okay, love that. And, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's a particular person, Screaming Mad George. Oh, okay. Um, and their actual name I is like Jonji Joan G. Tanney. And incredible, incredible fucking effects, beautiful, amazing, um, gross, very gross. Okay, great. We always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what are your thoughts about the Society trailer? I mean, the incest really uh, stood out mm-hmm. and made it hard for me to pay attention to what else was happening because I was like, that's his sister? Yeah. Ew. Um, but I do like a, I like a conspiracy. Like, mm-hmm. everybody knows that kind of like the, was it was Disturbing Behavior the one? Or was it the other one? Yes, yeah. Disturbing Behavior. Where it's like, oh, everybody's in on this. Like, I like, yes. I, I really like that vibe. Yeah, and yes, because similarly, Disturbing Behavior was about um, becoming like the best kid. Like yes. the star student, the, the jock. And this is sort of, this is along that, but more specifically for the very wealthy. So similar yes. themes. Love that it's Beverly Hills. As a Real oh, Housewives absolutely. of Beverly Hills fan, this is really great. Um, and I think, uh, personally, it just kept calling to mind Clueless. Yes, of course. In terms of, like, both the houses, but also it's, like, the idea of, like, the high school environment. Yes. Like, whatever it looks like. And that's a really fun not, I mean, it's earlier. It's, like, seven years earlier. But, yeah. like, it evokes the same feeling. Um, and then we also, t- like, take a baseline scary. Allison, how scary do you find the, the conspiracy theory that the the wealthy are leeching off of the everyone else in society? I mean, very scary, but also is what's happening. So, yeah. like livable, I guess. <laughs> I know. That's maybe that's the thing. It's like, oh, I like I don't have to live with a werewolf. Right. I definitely have to live with the fact if I have Capitalism. a medical need, I'm gonna have to fight a company to that I pay yes. money to to provide a service for me. Yes. Like everything in society is fucked up. So I guess, but this would be worse. This would definitely yes, this be worse. This seems Allison. like it's like an even higher level than just the general wealth hoarding that, um, yeah, our economic system supports. <laughs> and you know, I was actually going to potentially do this. I believe it was last last November because it's a it's a family film. So I was thinking oh, sure. of doing family well, yeah. films I mean, for Thanksgiving. Right, family sticks together, and I mean that literally. Ew. Um, but they uh. 
I didn't do it because a lot of what the sort of hallmark, a lot of conspiracies, it's like the Illuminati, right? Yes. Where it's like, oh, could you believe it? It's like, no, no, you're just projecting some fictional thing on when we could be dealing with the reality, which is the uber wealthy do control everything. Yes. And we are all shit out of luck. But we have to, we can't, it's almost like we we can't accept the literal truth. Yes. We have to make some other fiction. So there's something fun about fiction that literalizes it. You know, it is yes. satisfying. Yes. But, but because uh, it was last November, sorry, rather. And there's a lot of QAnon stuff going on. Yeah. And there's something about it that I was like, I don't want to do this movie at a time where there are people who genuinely think like... Yes. Politicians are reptiles, or Jewish people are controlling anything. Like it's like yes, this, yes, this yes, is yes. alluding to all those themes, and that was a time when I'm like, I don't know if talking about this or yeah. if this is adding anything. You yeah. know what I mean? That's smart, <laughs> and it's interesting um, because I feel like sort of what the thing is now. QAnon kind of like fade a little bit. Yeah, and, and I've seen this conspiracy theory because. And I, I, you know, we talk about trans people all the time. Um, if you're trans, we support you. We know that things are horrible right now. We, Ugh. we, the, this was a week we're recording where they, um, a bunch of New York Times contributors. I signed it. I'm a New we, York Times we, contributor. And I signed there's, I think there's a separate if one you're a where it was for readers. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, uh, yeah, subscribers. So I signed that one. But I think that unfortunately, and, you know, again, I, I work at a progressive media company, so I think about it all the time. I think, unfortunately, we are about to enter a, a period of mm-hmm. potentially two years where the right is going to use trans people as a wedge issue yes, at all times. And so I think that it, that's really, it's almost like uh, the QAnon people are sort of latching onto that. And yeah. I saw this one where basically it was like, all celebrities are trans, but it, they're trans because they had to, like, do it as, like, a— sacrifice or like some sort of like they you have to do it to become famous and i'm like it's just one of those things where it's like if you if you had one lick of sense in your head right you would know that that's so outrageously just like illogical but i guess unfortunately it's like QAnon where it's like yeah yeah, like somebody wrote something on the internet you think it's true and it just sucks that that is like part of the Human brain. Right, yeah. That we do that. And there's um, no, like, you could never prove that didn't happen, technically. Like, in a, like... Not in a way that they would find not a way that Exactly. Like, the people who believe that, like, there is no amount of evidence that would make them question that reality. And also, like, there are trans people who do, like, I mean, they're not a ton, but there are trans people who work in entertainment. Yeah. So I'm like, so what, like, What's do you the, think... What's that, that then? What did they have to double? They had to do the double back? Like, they had like, to do it twice? Like, what are you talking about? What it, yeah. Oy. But I, I just want to say it's because I, you know, I feel like this is, um, again, I, I, I'm a, I'm, I really am a militant optimist about society. Mm. It just sort of, we just all have to be on, on the same level of understanding as, like, yes. you're going to be seeing a lot of anti-trans stuff for probably the next two years. Yeah. And you just have to know, like, one, it's obviously insane, made-up shit but also we're gonna get through it i yes. really believe that i uh, you know as a queer person i am committed to it we just we just have to figure it out on all levels yes. of how we could all be helping right yes. and that could be money like contributing money that mm-hmm. could also be engaging with these political things on a local level mm-hmm. you know like unfortunately a lot of these like our statewide laws you know you got to show up to your you know 
your county board. You have to show up to your school board. You have to be doing all these things. And the only thing I could offer is I do work at Crooked. So if you have any interest in like trying to like help or do more, there, there's an organization that we that is part of Crooked that is, is votesaveamerica.com. And so that is specifically to register people to vote, which please do if you haven't. Yes. But also can connect you with more local um, organizations. Oh, that's great. That Amazing. Are, yeah. That are doing more local work. So and again, I just want to bring that up as like, I don't know, like the New York Times thing. I'm like, God, this is going to be two years. I mean, at least I two know. years of this. But I, I remain optimistic. I really do. Um, and uh, I don't know. In the meantime, let's en- enjoy some fucking gnarly shit here, yeah. Allison. Yeah. And based on what you've you've heard so far, would you like to guess the twist in society? Guess the twist. I'm going to guess that, like, all of the rich people are, like, I mean, I think this isn't, like, a twist. I think this is just the ending, that they're all, like, monsters wearing, like, human suits. And, like, below the surface, they're just, like, yucky aliens. Okay, good. I was going to say, what kind? Aliens. You're going aliens. Great. Perfect. Sorry, Riz just changed positions, and I'm obsessed with him. Hi. Okay. I I want Riz... I want Riz to be in my house. I know. He's so nice. <laughs> All right. Let us begin ruining society. <laughs> it's already ruined, Allison. No, no. It's, it, it's going to be great. It's, we're all going to work together to make society better. I believe that. Okay. <laughs> so we open on a big, fat Beverly Hills mansion. Oh, just, oh, it's the beginning of Fresh Prince. Again, you know I, mean? I like, want a, a, a blog or Instagram <laughs> blog? I don't know. Um, yes. No, you said it. We're old. You want a blog? I want a oh, blog. Um, a blog or something of like all of the fabulous homes and all these horror movies because there's just yes. so many. Yes. Yeah. James Wand, uh, Architectural Digest yeah. Tour. Um, so we open on this beautiful mansion. In the middle of the night, we see a teenager named Bill Whitney and he sort of peers out of his bedroom door and we hear both the sounds of laughter and uh, a woman's orgasmic cries. Okay. And he goes to their family. It's very 80s, like late 80s, like where the kitchen is entirely white. Like there's no color whatsoever. And grabs a butcher knife. And there is something, a great way of like setting up. It's like to be scared in your own home. Yes. And we hear like the clock in the hallway ticking louder and louder. We hear from his parents room this like riotous, like wet sounds and laughter. And we see Bill sort of hug the knife and slide down the wall. And suddenly the hallway light flips on and his mother, Nan, is standing there in her like 80s nightgown being like, what are you doing? Next thing you know, we see Bill in a session with his doctor, uh, his psychiatrist, Dr. Cleveland. And okay. Bill tells him, it's like a nightmare. Dr. Cleveland encourages him last night. And Bill says, no, my life. I, I get scared of what? My parents, um, my sister, you, and doctor, and Doctor Cleveland says, "Like, well, why, why, why is that? Like, what is where? What fear do you have about us?" And Bill tells him, "I feel like something is going to happen, and if I scratch the surface, something will emerge." <gasps> and Doctor Cleveland is like. That's totally normal to be wildly paranoid and afraid of your family. Like, immediately starts normalizing, like, a very abnormal situation, you know? And as he talks, Bill bites into an apple from a bowl of fruit on the table. 
and it's full of worms. And I'm talking earthworms. Oh, yeah. Not it's even in like, the trailer, and it was, like, jarring to see. Because it was, like, kind of the first, like, <sighs> grotesque moment that I yeah. saw. And uh, and then, of course, title card society. There is There are some scenes. There's one, one moment that I will bring up later. It, honest to God, I almost, like, I gagged watching it. Oh, God. And there are a lot of really excellent wet scenes um, in this film. And that the worms was the first one. The worms and the apple. Who that was a tough one. Um, but again, setting up that Bill is terrified of his family um, from the jump, right? Yeah. And over the credits, we get sort of a, a tease of what's to come. You know, we sort of see this writhing, wet orgy of human bodies, and then these sort of like what look like inhuman organs. You know, oh. and we see, like, a woman in lingerie and, like, a man's head. And then we sort of, like, see what looks like these sort of very Cronenberg-esque appendages. Yeah. These, like, new orifices, new, like, folds, you know, <clears throat> emerging in this pile of bodies. Um, meanwhile, back at the beautiful mansion, we see a blue van pull up. While Bill is in the uh, dr- uh, driveway, he's playing basketball with his best friend, Milo. And they notice the okay. van, which they immediately see is, uh, it's the van that belongs to Milo's sister's ex-boyfriend, David Blanchard. Okay. And Milo calls up to Jenny, who's getting dressed in her room, and he says, oh, your, your, your ex is here. And she's like, get him to leave. I'm not going to talk to him. And uh, he tells Blanchard to get the hell out of there. Or he, he goes to talk to Blanchard. And we see Jenny's getting ready, and she, she has this, like, incredible pink strapless 80s dream of a party dress. Ugh. Which is, like, as a child, like, that was I mean, it. yeah, you it's, know. like, the height of fashion. The early 90s, like, that early 90s shit, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And we see her go to put on her, a pair of earrings, one of those missing, and she turns, and it's under her cloth, uh, clothing rack. When she bends down to get it, her ex, Blanchard, leaps up, grabs her, and pushes her down on her couch. Because, of course, her, she has a couch in a room. It's so big. I mean. And puts his hand over her face as she screams. Fortunately, Bill hears it. He runs back upstairs. He runs upstairs and he pulls Blanchard off of her. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And Blanchard, again, he's, he can barely get it out. He's trying to explain what's happening, but he's not really saying why he's doing this, you know? Okay. And Bill drags Blanchard downstairs just as uh, his parents come home, Jim and Nan. And they're like, what are you doing here? You've been harassing our daughter since you broke up. Get out of our house. We better not see you here. But Blanchard turns to Bill pleadingly and tells him something strange is going on. But they throw him out of the house just as the parents tell Jenny, oh, you have to get finished getting ready for the party. Judge Carter's going to be there. And her mother touches Jenny in a way that is absolutely her hitting on her own teenage daughter. So that's how early in the film there's going to be some Ooh, boy. ambient incest, like, Shit that, like, if you were to see that in real life, you'd be like, well, I'm going to go ahead and call 911. Yeah. Real I, Dina oh, I didn't Lohan, take a call Lindsay Lohan vibes. Damn. That's really Remember when they that, made out at a club? No. Allison, what? I must have I, blocked that out. I said this the other day Allison, to other comics. so and they, bad. And, she, and Alana was like, what? And I was like, I think that's real. I don't think I'm making that up. And then we looked it up and it was like a photo of them making out and it was so fucking awful. Allison, that really makes me upset. It's dark. It's like the darkest thing I can think of. <laughs> because I think, I mean, it's bad either way, but there is, I think I, it's like, well, you're making, your mom, you're making out with your mom, your mom's making out with you at a club for attention. attention. Which is, 
I mean, it's, I guess it's, is it's that better, better? It's better than genuine interest. <laughs> You're right. It absolutely is. <laughs> but Not it's great. still gross. Not but much, it's but better. it's a little better. Wow. Again, just like my hair gets blown back at least once an episode. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to bring that to the pod. No, no, no. There's going to be quite a lot of this, Allison. So any other incest tidbits you have, sure, feel yeah, free to throw them to out. Me, I'll just drop Absolutely. them. Um, so as they go upstairs, uh, Jim says, oh, is that Milo outside? Jim from the jump has nothing but disregard for his son's friends. You know, he the parents are very dismissive of Bill, and Bill can feel that. Bill apologizes uh, to Jenny, like, I'm sorry that happened, and I'm also sorry that I'm going to miss your coming out party tonight. Tonight is Jenny's coming out party, which was a thing. Was that something that people in your town did? That was not no, a— No, that wasn't part of— Like, I think it has to—it's, like, connected to, like, debutante culture and cotillions. Yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds right. Like, yeah, like a teenage girl having a big party yeah, where she's sort of— like quote, a quote, sweet 16-y kind of, like— And now you're part of society. <gasps> society, Allison. Um, but it turns out that Bill has a big basketball game. He's, like, a huge jock. And she asks him— would you mind zipping up my dress? Because it's not zipped in the back. And when he does, he feels part of her spine appear to sort of pulse through her skin. And he jerks his hand away. And she says, what's wrong? He's like, oh, um, your back's wet from the shower. And she's like, well, whatever. I, I got to get ready, you know. Meanwhile, at school, this is like, it's confusing the way it's set up. But I like, it feels like the writer was like, I don't know how high schools work. I'm just going to write it. <laughs> So Bill is the captain of the debate team, and he's debating um, a dweeb named Marty Petrie. Sure. But the implication is that they are also running— this is by the means by which they are running against each other for school president. What? I don't know. <laughs> but the point of it is, Bill is a They're jock. Like, you know, high school. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, Bill is like, he's this hot jock. He's running for school president. And the entire body's like, Bill, 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 like on his side— and then we got this fucking nerd, and you can tell because it was filmed uh, in the 80s, and the nerd, of course, has glasses. Yes. Well, so you know he's an absolute fucking nerd. And his name is Martin Petrie. He calls him Petrie throughout, throughout the film. Um, and Bill's crushing, right? And Milo, who's moderating, calls the crowd, hey, let's not cheer just for Bill, you know? And he has Bill weigh in on the new dress code. Meanwhile, the front row is all like the cool kids, like the, the like the but the ones who are kind of have yeah. thrown their lot in with Petrie, so they want the nerd to win. Okay, Bill's like he's just like too powerful. I guess he's sort of the Trump, right? He's just sort yes. of like uh, he's going up against the establishment. And Milo asks uh, Bill, "What could you weigh in on the new proposed dress code?" Unfortunately, the popular kids see that he's you know been eyeing one of the women in the uh, girls in the front row. Her name is Clarissa. So in order to throw him off his game in a very 80s way, Clarissa uncrosses her legs and sort of gives Bill, like, a glimpse of her underwear. Also, okay. by the way, just so everyone visualizes it, all these teens are 34 yeah. if they're a day. Yeah. Like, this is that good old-fashioned, yeah. these like, kids could, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Kids who could run for president. <laughs> kids who could have a—easily have a 12-year-old child, you know. Uh, teens who could practically have teens themselves. Um, and Bill, Bill is just like, humana, humana, you know, like his eyes are bugging out. He can barely get through the sentence. Meanwhile, his uh, girlfriend, Shauna, who's like the perky blonde cheerleader, sees this and throws her books down. And that's the only thing that like snaps him out of his horny fugue state. 
And everyone laughs at him. But then Bill turns it around and he's like, actually, everyone should dress like a fucking dork like Petrie over here. Let's all make them think there's a conspiracy and we'll rise up. And everyone's like, yeah, Bill, you're fucking, we love you, you know. <laughs> so then Bill goes to his uh, doctor's appointment. He busts in. And he's like, I nailed the debate. And this is after the game. So he's like, I crushed the game on top of the world. And Allison, he bites into an apple. There's not one worm in there. Oh, like Bill's back great. on top, you know. Back in business. Dr. Cleveland says, well, I'm glad you're doing better. How are you feeling about your family? And Bill, of course, doesn't really want to talk about it. It's like, I feel fine. We're just one big happy family aside from a little incest and psychosis. And Dr. Cleveland says, you know, I know I know you're joking, but I think you really believe that. I hope that uh, if you're a psychiatrist now and a child makes that joke, you don't immediately assume he's making it up, right? Yes. Like, yes. please do Investigate some— that. Yes, for God's sakes. Because, like, his Dr. Cleveland's like, okay, well, you're joking. It's like, oh. this is, they're going to be, things are going to be less and less funny throughout this film, dude. But Bill said, like, they don't approve of me. They hate my friends. They talk to me like I'm an idiot. They treat Jenny like she's the best thing in the world. Like, they don't really, yeah. it's like, we're, I feel like I'm adopted, you know? And Dr. Cleveland says, it's very common for teenagers to feel alienated from their families. It's just a phase. And, Dr. Cleveland says, you know, you deserve what's going to happen to you. And Bill says, what do you mean? He's like, oh, um, you deserve that you're going to make a good contribution to society. It's like, well, that's a weird what? way to put it, Doc. Really okay. weird. Back at home, Bill is going to go to the beach with uh, Shauna. He calls into Jenny's room to see if we can borrow her sunscreen. Allison, this is like a, a, a perfect horror movie moment. He goes inside. He sees Jenny showering through the pebbled door of her shower. Allison, the most terrifying thing he sees through the glass, her butt <gasps> is in the front. What? Her butt is oh. in the front. <laughs> Wait. Her, her head and boobs facing front. And then instead of, instead of a, a standard issue vagina. Yeah, butt where pussy is. But where pussy is, Allison. <laughs> and she's also like moaning and what? washing herself. Her that, butt's of all of the things, in. I thought that you were just joking, like, no. LOL, butt in the front. Nah. <laughs> That's actually happening. Okay. Absolutely. And of course, Bill is like, I, I'm just going to open the door because I can't believe what's happening. He opens the door. It reveals a totally normal but new Jenny who's like, get the fuck out of here. And so he shuts the door. He's like, I'm sorry. I was just here to get sunscreen. Okay. And he runs out of the house. Again, that would be it for me. I would be like, I'm just going to keep running. I'm going to leave. If yeah. somebody's butt's in the front. But when, but her butt wasn't in the front. When he opened the door, her butt was in the normal place. It was in the back. <laughs> but through, like, distorted glass, it was in the front. Exactly. So he's saying, it, oh, it must have been a, one of those optical illusions where it looks like my sister's butt's in yeah, the front. Yeah, you know how sometimes glass makes it look like your butt's <laughs> in the front? Absolutely. We've all had that very common human experience of, per of perceiving something through glass and having it look like a butt is in the front. As Bill runs out, he sees his parents um, are talking to the gardener, and the gardener has a plate of slugs. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> You think or, that's bad, Allison? There's going to be the so front, many other right moments. a plate of slugs. I mean, the hits just keep coming. And so, and so like, a plate of slugs, okay, because I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I don't know if you, I grew up in the country, you put, like, beer in a in a plate, and the slugs get trapped there because yeah, you can't, you can like, go back out or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know my slugs. <laughs> sure. But he's lifting one of them off the plate with a pair of chopsticks. <laughs> no one addresses it at all. 
And they do a great job of every time Bill is to talk to his parents, it's really stilted and awkward. And they look at him like he's a dumbass. So, which is like how you feel as a kid yeah. like with your parents. You're like, why is no one listening to me? <laughs> but in this case, it is actually a, a butt in the front level crisis that this kid is going through. Um, meanwhile, he goes, he's going off to the beach to the Albacore Club. In his Jeep, Allison, he finds a nude Ken doll with a screw drilled into its head. Ugh. And he That's kind of like really upset. 100%. <laughs> after he just saw his sister's butt in the front, <laughs> then he has to find what looks to be like a voodoo or some sort of a cult emblem, right? Item? Uh, uh, yeah. Butt in the front. Butt in the front. <laughs> so she, he and Sana go out, they're laying in the sand. And also, like, everything about this movie is horny. So, like, butt yeah. in the front, she, it's like, oh, yeah, my butt's in the front. And then... <laughs> They're they're on the beach and he's rubbing sunscreen on his on his girlfriend and they just start fucking making out. He's like grabbing her boobs. I'm like, you're in public, people. Like, what is happening? Decency. Everyone is like out of ten horniness. And and because they're straight, I don't approve. Okay. And she tells him, I love you. And if you love me, you'll get us invited to Ted Ferguson's big bash this weekend. Oh, I want to go to a bash. Just kidding. I no, know. I, I want to go to a bash. I want to stay in the um, car. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the bathroom. So my Allison, butt come be get me. My butt got stuck in the front. Help me. You need to help me. Get a coat to throw over me. <laughs> um, and he's like, just then, as she's telling him, go talk to Ted Ferguson. He's like, I don't want to talk to that fucking asshole. Like, that guy sucks. He's kind of the head of the popular kids. Like, he's like, if Bill's like the upstart, like the, he just has the athletic prowess to be cool. Yeah. Ted Ferguson, they call him Ted the Tycoon. Like, he's just this fucking douchebag. Yeah. Just then, two little punks, like two little kids run by and grab their sunblock and spray Shauna and Bella with it, like laughing maniacally, and then they take off down the beach. And Bill runs after them, and there's this incredible shot that I like. Every This is like, I love this movie. Bill's running after them, and they drop the sunblock just as he trips. And when he goes to get up, Clarissa, the babe from school, is standing over him, like holding a the, her sunblock like a cock, and then just squeezes it, jizzing sunblock over his face. It's like this is a phenomenal piece of horny. I love this shit. So it's horny. so horny. That's like the horniest thing I could think of. And she tells him, "Don't get too hot." And then he he's literally too horny to speak, and she like struts away in her bikini. It's like I love the eighties. The eighties, I mean, for all of their many many problems, the late eighties, yeah. early nineties are an incredible moment for sex. Everything, it just, there was, and like horniness in what feels like now, more innocent times. I don't know, yes. like there was like, I you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to immediately associate everything with the AIDS crisis. I'm just reading a lot about it, you know? Yeah. But there was something where it's like having to be more honest about sex. It was a, like, in a good way where it's like, also we were talking about condom use and like yeah. talking about that kind of thing. But also like everyone's just like, oh yeah, which I think is maybe more realistic. You know what yes. I mean? We should get yes. back there. I like that everybody like, and it felt like in the 80s, everybody was like, just like dropping one-liners constantly. Yes. Like, it was just oh, like, don't yeah. get too hot. Like, and then like Weak. a turn yeah. on a dime and just kind of like strut away. I mean, that's such a like, oh, it's so great. It's so good. Um, so he puts on his shirt and he finally goes over to talk to Ted to be like, could we get an invite? Um, but not before bumping into a gigantic woman, like a huge woman with a, like a face full of makeup and gigantic, like sort of bouffant 80s hair. She is basically mute in a way that I would describe as sort of a Frankenstein-like vibe. Uh, okay. 
And he bumps into her and goes, oh, excuse me. And then just keeps walking and we get nothing for her. We don't know what she, well, I guess we find out later, but even when you, when you like, you find out who she is, you're like, okay, but like, why is she like that? I don't know. Um, so, uh, that he goes over, Ted's there with all the popular kids and he's like, I'm sorry, Bill. I, I don't, I don't have anything going on this weekend. We don't have a bash. Everyone's like, ha, Bill, fuck you. You know? And he says, you know what, Bill, if that changes, I'll send you a telegram. So Bill's just fucking humiliating, humiliated. Yeah. And then when he turns around, he sees Shauna is gone. Oh, no. Allison, just then, Blanchard, Jenny's ex-boyfriend, runs up to him with a metal suitcase. Ooh. And he tells At the beach? <laughs> At the beach, baby. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, shorts and a T-shirt. Like, he's dressed for the beach with a huge fucking heavy metal suitcase. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like it being so hot. It being in the sun and like getting really oh. hot. <laughs> just, just he's running, just burning his like legs. Touching, like, like, like when you touch it. a car in July. Like yeah, it, no, he's absolutely scalding his legs as he's running across the hot sand. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at the country club, we, sort of simultaneously with these conversations, we see Jim and Jenny. They uh, so uh, run into Judge Carter, who is sort of like the. Seemingly like the person with the most authority, like at their country club. So everyone's like, oh, Judge Carter's gonna be there. Oh, well, if Judge Carter's gonna be there, I'll be there. Like he sort of like okay. gives legitimacy to like whatever function, you know? <clears throat> and he says to Jenny, How's our newest confirmed member of society doing? And Jenny is like, Oh, good. Thanks for having me. And but then she shows them her earring and it won't close. And Jim says, It looks like there's something caught in the clasp. And, and he starts to look at it. Back at the beach. Blanchard plays Bill a, a tape that he made, an audio tape, and he says— Is it's that like what was in the briefcase or the suitcase? Yeah, so, like, he's playing it from, like, a—you know, it's, like, one of those, like, little tape players. Like a so it's like a boy kind but of, then like, it's size. Like, why did you need to have that suitcase? Like, it's that big. <laughs> I don't know. I right? don't know. And there's a lot of things we're not going to know in this movie. Yeah, it seems like we just it. have to accept it. And he says, "Okay, so I recorded tape. I he admits I bugged your parents' car, and then I put a recorder in Jenny's earring." And Bill, of course, has the normal reactions. What are you fucking talking about? Like, why would you do that? Like that? That's not. I think it's illegal to do that. Allison. Blanchard presses, presses play. Here is the tape, okay? Literally the first thing you hear is Bill's mother telling Jenny, I remember my own coming out party when I was your age. And Jenny says, so you could do it with women as well as men, right? Uh-oh, you hate to hear it. At least from your immediate family, Allison. Yeah. The next thing we hear Jim say, um, you know the schedule. First we dine, then copulation. First with someone your own age, then with your mother and me, and then in comes the host. And Jenny laughs and says, oh, I can no. barely keep a straight face and Bill apologized for not being able to make it. Blanchard fast forwards the tape and we stop. We hear another like seemingly teen girl tell Jenny, you really lucked out. Ted Ferguson is a great pick for a first partner. And Bill screams, Ted Ferguson? <laughs> It's like, Bill, you heard your father tell your teenage sister that, that you have to have sex with me and your mother, and you're offended that she had sex with Ted Ferguson, right. an age-appropriate right. boy who goes to your high school? Student. You fucking maniac. But it is funny. What he does, he's like, Ted Ferguson. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, dude, that's not what you should focus on this right no, now. No, that is not the worst part of that tape. <laughs> and then we get probably my favorite um line from the movie, and there are a lot of great lines, is the same, like, young woman telling Jenny, 
wow, your boobs are totally sexy. Guys are totally going to pop high ones when they see you. I was like, I have never in my life heard the phrase pop high ones. (laughs) Never, never. Imagine somebody telling you, your boobs are totally sexy. (laughs) I'm just like, I just think of sex in that way. Right. But it's like, everything is wrong about every part of this. It's so good. Pop high ones. You know who can't pop a high one? Somebody who has a butt in the front. No, well, unless they have a dick in the back. As long as you got a dick somewhere, you know what I mean? Then you could pop a high one, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, and I think all of us, haven't we all popped high ones, you know, in our time? I don't necessarily think you have to have a dick to pop a high one. Yeah, totally. The jury's out. <laughs> the jury for my trial <laughs> for even asking that question. Um, so uh, back at the club, we see Jim pull apart Jenny's earring and find the, re- the recording device that Blanchard planted there. He shows it to Judge Carter. They immediately know it's Blanchard because he's like, He's been sneaking around. Blanchard knows something. He must have done this. Yes. Back at the back on the beach, Still Blanchard the beach. and Bill are keep listening to the tape, which has like it sounds like an orgy. So like people are fucking and sucking, but then also there's like this wet, writhing, like muscular, like yeah. animal sound. Like yeah. like it's almost like an earthworm sound, sort of. And then a earthworm man sound. shrieking. Like imagine a big wet. Yeah, earthworm. I know exactly what you're saying, but that's a terrible phrase. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of it towards oh. the end of this film. I cannot wait to describe the last sequence of this film to you. Oh my god! Um, and then underneath that, like that that sound is a man shrieking in terror. I'm gonna ask you, Allison, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, I'm getting in my car and, like, uh-huh. driving until it runs out of gas. <laughs> I'm like, getting in my car and I'm driving into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving across the beach and into that fucking water, man. Nope. No, thank you. Nope. I'm out. Even yeah. if there weren't, like, muscular animal sounds and, like, a horrifying <laughs> wet orgy happening on tape of my family, yeah. just the reference at the big, uh, just being like, well, you're going to have sex with me and your mother to a, <laughs> I mean, to their teen daughter. Like, I'm yeah. out. Even if it's a joke, it's not good. Right. <laughs> yeah, not good at all. All right, people. We all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Bill, of course, has, I think, what, like, the only reaction you could have, which is, like, you you doctored this tape, you made this up, I don't know why yeah. you're doing this you to would, me, yeah, like, this you would disgusting. Have to, your brain would yeah. have to make that, like, convince yeah. you that that's true. But, of course, Blanchard's like, absolutely not. It's absolutely fucking real. And you could keep it, and, you know, now you have it. I have other copies of it. 
And so he grabs the tape and he runs to Dr. Cleveland. Again, trying to be like, is there anyone in my life I could trust? And it's the, it's the evening by then. Dr. Cleveland's like, just leave it with me. Um, it's late and I'll listen to it. And he's like, I can't leave it with you. He said, well, they just come tomorrow. He's like, no, I need you to listen now. And Dr. Cleveland says, are you still afraid of me? Bill says, yeah, but I guess I don't know why I'm afraid. And he leaves the tape with Dr. Cleveland. Oh, boy. I wouldn't leave that. I would, like, keep no. that in my possession and make everyone ever listen to it. Yes. Because you yeah. sound crazy if you just tell them what you think is on the tape. And I also think, I was like, I'd make a copy of it. But knowing me, like, I would, in erase the process it. of making a copy of it, I would erase it. Yes, so, me too. you know, there is that. Um, the next kid's school, Bill tried to talk to Shauna, but all she cared about is, like, oh, Ted didn't invite us to that party. And like, oh, I'm really mad at you. You couldn't get the invite. And they heave a huge fight. And at the end of it, Shauna's like, well, maybe we should start seeing other people. <laughs> and Bill's like, my parents had an orgy with my sister. I think they <laughs> killed some guy during it. Like, he's trying to talk to her. She's like, you're crazy. So she storms away. High school's tough. You know what I mean? The high school's hard. Totally. Milo comes over to say hi, just as Bill opens his locker and finds essentially like a a, a shrunken head, another, another occult. Cool item hidden in there and he's like fuck this he speeds over to dr cleveland's office and he he said did you listen to the tape yet dr cleveland says i did and bill i'm concerned for you of course when he plays the tape now it's just normal conversation from the coming out party you know it's like oh boy you know it's you know instead of saying like so i could do it with women and men it's Jenny saying, so I could dance with whoever I want, you know, and mm. instead of saying, you know, the schedule, first dinner, then copulation, Jim says, well, you know, the ske- schedule, dinner, and then the formal introductions, you know, and, and, and Bill's like, no, I heard it, I heard the What orgy. is sex if not a formal introduction? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I try to keep it a little casual, but um, Dr. Cleveland chides Bill, but then he also starts to tell him, like, you have to learn to accept society's rules of privacy. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. And he goes to reach for his, um, prescription pad. He's like, I hate to medicate you, but I think it's the right thing at this point. So Uh-oh. again, being treated Uh-oh. like his concerns exactly are, are him becoming psychotic. Psychotic. Bill grabs the phone and he calls Blanchard and he says, I need another copy of the tape. And luckily Blanchard's like, yes, I will drive it. Like, meet me. I have them. I've got the suitcase. It's full of tapes. It's full. Oh, believe me, if I had that tape, I'd just be throwing it out. I'd be like putting it in the library. I'd be throwing it through the McDonald's drive-thru window. Like, everyone would have a copy of that tape. Unfortunately, Allison, when Bill speeds over to Blanchard's house, he stopped at the scene of a terrible accident. It's Blanchard's van. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but oh we watch as the paramedics load is Blanche's body. He's completely covered in a white sheet, which is completely soaked through with blood. <laughs> and Bill says, is he dead? It's like, bitch, <laughs> yes, obviously he is. We don't put a white sheet over someone who's still alive. Yeah. Imagine. Man, it, right, like they'd be resuscitating him or yes. something. You break your leg like, uh, and they put a white sheet over you to put you in the ambulance. Like, right, yeah. Or like, oh, he's probably just sleeping. Just put a sheet over him. We'll take him to the hospital. Of course, he goes and he sifts through the wreckage to find the tape recorder. Allison, there's no tape. And then a, a cop comes and chases him off. And he's like, hey, this isn't a flea market. This isn't a garage sale. Get the hell out of here. And so back home, Jenny and his parents are sitting there. The father's drinking a martini and the gals have like margs or something. Sure. But they're all waiting. They're all dressed up. I want a marg. 
And Jenny rushes over and says, oh, a telegram came for you. It's a telegram that's an invitation to Ted's party. And he's like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that. Blanchard just fucking died in yeah. a car accident, your ex-boyfriend. But they're like, oh, yeah, we already know. It's like, how did you? It how literally did he, just happened. It, yeah. And he's like, Jenny, I mean, like, you guys dated for a long time. I know you broke up, but, like, my God. And Jenny's like, yeah, I'm going to miss that guy. And she's, like, totally unaffected. Which, again, <sighs> Right, it's like hardy. he, like, moved or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's dating someone else. It's like he's, he's dating Jesus now in heaven, you know? <laughs> Anyway, she's like, anyways. Evan is just dating Jesus. (laughs) Oh, he seems like a great guy. Shredded. Would you date Jesus if you were in heaven, Allison? (laughs) I don't know, man. Answer the fucking question. Please answer the fucking question. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, thank you. He's like like a ripped Jewish guy. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, really, best case scenario. Yeah, honestly, I'm looking for one on, I was going to say on land. <laughs> it is on land, though. I mean, heaven's in the sky, uh, allegedly. We don't know, obviously. Jesus guess, at sea. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess heaven could be under the ocean. We, we Is that what Atlantis been everywhere. is? I don't know. Yes. We're really yeah. losing the thread here. This is how QAnon started. <laughs> like, it's just two fucking dum-dums. You're like, I think heaven's under the ocean. I think the, the aliens are God or something. You know, it's like, okay. 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 <laughs> this is what this movie's inspiring. It's actually good. This is like a meta commentary on this movie and yes. how society destroys your brain. Anywho, where were I? Oh, so she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. My Too bad my ex-boyfriend died horribly in a car crash. Anyways, what are you going to wear to Ted's party? But Bill does go, and he rolls up Ted's party, and he goes without Shauna because they had the fight. And Clarissa, the girl from the beach, immediately is like, oh, and makes her move. And they end up slow dancing. And she's sort of asking, like, is Shauna here tonight? You you guys are going out, aren't you? He's like, what is this, 20 questions? And she's like, you know, again, like, trying to be like, yeah. uh, you're single. Right. And he's like, well, she's not coming tonight, so. No, but, you know, I yeah. will. Fuck you. Suddenly, Milo shows up in a panic because he just found out about Blanchard. And was like, why didn't you fucking call me and tell me that this guy we know died horribly? Why did you run off? Like, I just talked to you. But Bill is, as Bill watches, Clarissa walks into, like, essentially the VIP tent. Which I do feel like a Beverly Hills teen party would have a VIP tent. Totally. Just to make everyone else feel horrible. Which I thought was very funny. Yes. So Bill busts into the VIP tent and he sees Ted there. And he sit, basically is like, I heard a tape of you fucking my sister. At, or like, what did you do with my sister at her coming out party? And Ted says, well, you know the schedule. First dinner. And then I fucked your sister. And everyone got so turned on by watching. They fucked her too. <clears throat> he's like, that was a lot of work, but I still had plenty of time to force Blanchard off the road and into a fucking pole. So, of course, Bill swings on him, and yeah. they're brawling. Unfortunately, Ted Ted's, like, big, and then he also has goons. He has high school goons. Of course. And they grab Bill and just throw him in the pool. And Clarissa sort of, like, comes up to him after he climbs out, and she's basically like, that was crazy. Do you want to go fuck? And so they go to her house, and they find every room in her house is the most deranged late 80s, early 90s, like, bacchanalia. Like, Love it. They, 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 with a the bed, they start to undress. He's, like, taking off his wet clothes. It is these disgusting red and black satin sheets and comforter. Like, do you remember that? Like, that, like, yeah. vivid, 
yeah. orange red from that time period. Yes. It's gross. And she tells him, you're a lean machine, jelly bean. And then they have sex. Okay. And um, as they, Clarissa's on top and she sort of like bends down and she's like touching his face with her hands. And as she does, another one of her hands reaches over to grab him. And his eyes shoot no. open and then he jumps up. And he, it looks like, again, her body is completely twisted around. We don't see her butt, but you know her butt's in the front you know based it's in the front. on it. That butt is in the front. In the front, baby. But it, when he like he blinks, he looks again. She's totally normal. And Chris is like, you're so hot, but you're crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, a girl at the party called Shauna to tell her, your man is fucking Cla- uh, Clarissa Carlin. They went to her house. Let's go fucking go and spy on him. So they drive over and are outside uh, Clarissa's house while correctly thinking that um, Bill's having sex with her. After they have sex, um, Clarissa and Bill retire to a sumptuous lounge, which is d- deep purple with, like, white accents. Again, oh. no one's doing it like they did <laughs> No one then. does it like the 80s. Nor should they. And then, fuck, I forgot this line, too. I lied. This is my favorite line of the movie, which is, Clarissa's making making Bill tea, and she turns to him and says, how do you like it? Sugar? Cream? Or do you want me to pee in it? <laughs> Incredibly. It's... Is so good. That is. I want a shirt that says that. That's so fucking funny. That I is love it. So funny and weird. So weird. Someone and I think wrote think, like, that. She, yeah, I'm fucking genius. Yeah. Um, but there is something about. Uh, it's written by Woody Keith and Rick Fry. Thank you. I mean, gentlemen. If, if two names have ever been more suited to write, do you want me to pee in it? Yeah. Also, Woody Keith's real name is Zef E. Daniel, which is very funny, too. That it's like, I would have, my nickname is somehow more normal than my given name. But um, she makes, and and he tells her, boy, you're a class act, Clarissa, which I think is very fun. And they, they start to, like, undress again. They start to make out, you know, round two, getting it started. Just then, Sean and her friend in the car outside say, someone's going inside the house, and they peel away. Bill looks up while he and Clarissa are, are starting to go at it again. And it, Clarissa's mother has arrived. It's the gigantic woman from the beach. The <laughs> okay. Not who I thought slab of a fucking woman with, like, garish makeup. And it's also like, was she at the beach all day? <laughs> like, did she go every day? Or she day? just like, got back from the beach? And Bill says, oh, hi, nice to meet you, Mrs. Carlin, and goes to shake her hand. And... Her, Clarissa's mother vomits up a hairball and, like, puts it in Bill's hand when she shakes it. Again, not saying any human words. And Clarissa's like, mother, get out of here. You're embarrassing me. And she shoves her out of the room. And Bill says, so what's your mom's deal? And Clarissa replies, she does stuff I don't like. It's like, I guess that's one way to put it. That's not wrong. I mean, I didn't like it either. And Bill says, well, you know, it's getting late. You know, which is what I would do. She does stop. She does stop. Yeah, I really did not like when your mother coughed off a wad of what appeared to be human hair that was blonde. It wasn't even her hair. Like, which would have been like, okay, she eats her own hair. It's her hair. She's allowed to eat it if she wants to, Allison. You can't eat someone else's hair without their permission. No, you cannot eat somebody else's hair without their permission. And we stand by that as a podcast. Yes. 
So Bill goes home, and in the morning, he gets back in his Jeep. In his Jeep, he finds a blow-up doll with a Ken doll crammed in its mouth. And in case we didn't get it, the name Bill is written on a piece of masking tape and then put on the Ken. You see, you get it. And then a piece of masking tape that says the word Clarissa is put on the blow-up doll. So I guess you didn't get it. Okay, got it. it. Do you get it? Okay, great. So Shauna rolls up, and she's pissed as hell. She's like, I know you're fucking that slut, Clarissa. And she takes off her promise ring and throws it on the ground. And she peels Fabulous. away. And she's wearing this incredible, like, long sleeve acid wash denim, like, mini oh, dress. Incredible. God, I love that shit. Um, so Bill runs inside with the blow-up doll. He's thinking that his parents or his sister did it at that point. Because it only happens where when it's at the house. These yeah. things, oh, that's not true. The, the thing had happened at, at school. But the t- two items found in his car were at right his, in the driveway. Yeah. Allison, he runs in and he... Open, throws over the door to his parents' bedroom to uh, accost them. His parents are in robes, like, and I'm not, not just like the robes a normal pair will wear. Sexy satin robes. Yeah. His mother's like uh, uh, decolletage is out. His father is shirtless in a robe and boxers, and he's massaging Jenny's shoulders. Who, m- Jenny is also in a robe and sort of like a, a camisole. Allison, it is not even 8 a.m., this is a fucking school day. What? And this is what these people are getting up to. And Jenny looks at the blow-up doll. She's like, that's a disgusting thing to bring into your parents' bedroom. It's like, you guys are having sex. You guys had sex in here. I don't know why you're pretending like you didn't. Also, the parents' are all, bedroom is also like r- dark red walls, black satin sheets, disgusting art. Like, it's so yeah. 80s, you know? Yeah. But Bill's mother is like, wow, Bill, you look really nice in that tie. Like, starts hitting on him. Ugh. And she tells him, you're going to make such a great contribution to society. Mm-hmm. And he tells his family, you disgust me. Mm-hmm. And Jim says, Correct. hey, don't be disrespectful to your mother. And Bill says, fuck you, butthead. Harsh words. He, harsh words. Butthead. It's like, we already had front butt. We don't need butthead. <laughs> and Bill turns and says, and his father's like, don't you say the F word in here? And he's like, oh, maybe you prefer the word copulation? And he screams, I'm moving out! And his mother's like, you can't do that. But then he ends up leaving. And he goes to um, the wake of Blanchard. There is no one else there, Allison. It is Bill Oy. and it is Milo looking at this teenage boy's body in the coffin. And again, he is played by a 45-year-old man. Right. And Milo says he looks so weird. Like, he doesn't look like himself. And Bill says, eh, they always look weird. You know, I, my grandma died. I saw her. And he re- Milo reaches out and pokes Blanchard's face. And his cheek sort of pops like a balloon and sort of cracks the skin of his face. And you wouldn't think I'd have to make this note. But Blanchard has a big fucking birthmark on his face. That will come up later. Okay. But they're thinking, wow, they must have had to, like, do a lot of reconstruction after the wreck. Allison, Marty, uh, Petrie, the nerd from the debate team, sidles up to Bill and says, I need to talk to you about your parents, Blanchard, and society. Meet me at the park at 9 p.m. tonight. So Bill rolls up, and he parks. Again, he has a sickening Jeep, and he walks into the woods to this gate where they had set to meet. Milo follows him, unbeknownst to Bill, and he's just being a lookout. But Bill doesn't know he's there. In the woods, Allison, Bill finds Petrie's car abandoned, and when he opens the door, 
Petri, his body kind of falls out. His throat has been slit before he could tell Bill his information. Oh, God. Bill, get out of there. And Bill suddenly, he could hear laughter in the woods. Of course, there's there's people there. That's why he was being lured there. And he hears, like, laughter in the woods, and he follows it, only to find a sweater hanging from a tree. And a figure sort of shoves him forward to the ground, grabs the sweater, and runs. And Bill tries to catch up to the figure, but by the time he gets to the road, he realize, he loses them, and he realizes he's right outside Clarissa's house. So okay. he runs to Clarissa, and, and she opens the door, and he says, Petrie had his neck cut. There's a car. We got to call somebody. And she goes, he had his throat cut. Hope he didn't make a mess. He's like, we have to call the police. They call the cops. Allison, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. He leads the cops to the car. It's a different car. There's no dead body. Instead of blood, they open it. There's just, like, pieces of red cloth. And so that same, it's the same cop from the car accident. He's like, you kids must be on drugs. There's no fucking way you thought there was a dead body. Right. And he sort of, like, immediately gets in their face. The next day at school, there's another debate assembly that everyone has to attend okay. or something. I don't know. And uh, we see Billy, Bill come in, and he sits next to Jenny. And Jenny's like, "Where you didn't come home last night. I'm so worried about you. So are mom and dad. And he says, is there anything you want to tell me? She says, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm genuinely worried about you. But it's time for Bill to take the stage and win the debate. And he he walks on and he said, Petrie's not coming today. And David Blanchard's death was no accident. Martin Petrie tried to tell me, but they got to him before I did. He was murdered. And everyone starts laughing because he seems insane, like a conspiracy theorist. And then he turns around and Martin Petrie is alive and well. And he's walking out of the stage. He's like, sorry, I had some car trouble. And in the front row, we see Ted hold up the sweater, laughing. It was all a prank. They they knew Bill was sort of losing his fucking mind, and so, so they, they set him up. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> so it is just like on top of having to live with a a level of monstrous incest within yes. your own home, the kids at school are also playing mean pranks on you, in which you think your classmates are being murdered. Yeah, get like, out this of this guy's there. going through it. Yeah. Drive your car directly into, into the, the ocean. Sea. But Bill runs out, Milo follows, follows him, and Milo admits that he's the one who's been putting, like, the blow-up doll in his car as a goof and, like, the thing with the screw and the voodoo, the um, shrunken head. And he's like, why the fuck would you do that? You know I'm losing my goddamn mind over here. And Milo says, I'll be honest, it's because you only want to be my friend when it suits you. And Bill's like, bitch, I have a lot going on. Like, just tell me that directly. Like, but again, they're, they're teenagers, you know. But then Milo tells him, I followed you last night, and I saw them take Petrie out of the woods wrapped in a blanket. Something weird is going on. Like, that's more than a prank. Something is happening. And Milo tells Bill, whatever happens, I'll be here. So from now on, Bill, the rest of the movie, Milo is here and is really going to show up for Bill. So it's nice to have a friend, you know. And he's going to need it because Bill goes home and Milo waits outside in the car. And Bill's basically like, I'm going to get shit and just leave, you know. Finally, stay at Milo's house. Bill finds his entire family waiting with Dr. Cleveland and Judge Carter. Oh, boy. And Dr. Cleveland says, you know, once you left, I was so scared for you. I called your parents, and we've been worried, and we think we have to take, make sure that you don't hurt yourself, you know? Two paramedics step out, basically, of the stairwell, restrain Bill, and then inject him with a sedative while his family, like, stands over him, staring down at him. Did they use that, um... The thing they use to trap dogs to keep it, like... Yeah, what do you call that? That actually, um, I, I, I was calling I know it a they... metal loop. Yeah. Metal loop. It's like a... To catch dogs. Yeah, I just wonder if there's, like, a specific name. A catch pole. Oh. 
A catch-all catch-pole. Okay, so yeah, they put a catch-pole on him. Yeah, I saw so, that. I was like, what? Yeah. The, we don't use that on people, do we? I guess it is a scary implement because it yeah. is like, it basically it's a way to like, in case you don't know what we're talking about, it's a pole with a metal loop on it that is can be tightened. So you use it to catch, I imagine there's a lot of like animal control or yeah. like getting yeah. dogs specifically. They put it on Milo and they're able to get him onto the ground. Fortunately, uh, at least, I'm oh, sorry, they did they they get the loop around Bill's neck and they get him onto the ground. Okay. Fortunately, Milo is outside and can at least see what's about to happen, which is they wheel an unconscious Bill in outside. They put him into an ambulance and take him to the hospital. No oh Milo follows, but when he asks about Bill, they're like, oh, we have no record of him being admitted. He goes, there's a gurney with a body on it, but just before he could pull the sheet off, the the head nurse basically intercepts him and was like, if you want to see Bill, his body's in the morgue. Milo flips out. He's like, he just got here. What are you talking what? about? He flips out. He runs outside only to find that Bill's car is in the parking lot. And I honestly think the only reason Bill's car is in the parking lot is because it's just, he just needed to, they needed to have it for the rest of the movie. There's yeah. no, there's no logical, for what happens from here, there's makes no sense. Why would they move his car there and make it easier yeah. for him to get it? It makes no sense. Sure. Anywho, in his hospital bed, because he is not dead, he is not in the morgue, Bill jerks awake, and he hears the voice of Blanchard behind the dividing curtain. Blanchard is still alive. Whoa, okay. However, when Bill runs over the curtain, and we see, sort of like, we have to get, we have to, should get rid of this one, we gotta get this one out of here. He pulls the curtain down, no one's there. So again, is he losing his mind? Yeah. Who's to say? Bill finds his clothes and he sneaks out of the hospital only to find Milo waiting as a good friend near in the parking lot. And Bill, Bill is basically, this has broken him to the point where he is now free mentally. So he's like, I could do anything. I could actually stand up to these people. He's like, I did it. I escaped. They can't stop Whitney, the wonder boy. And Milo's like, does it not seem like a huge red flag that they basically at the hospital set up that you're legally dead? That yeah. seems like whatever they're planning to do with you is after that. Bad. Yeah. But Bill's now unleashed, and he's yeah. like, I need to get some fucking answers. So he and Milo drive over to Clarissa's house. Okay. And he tries to confront her, and you can see Clarissa is torn because she's clearly part of this, but she does like him. And she's like, all I can tell you is things aren't what they seem. And another 80s thing, she slaps him in the face, and then he slaps her extremely hard before running out. So there were a lot more slapping. There was a, a lot, lot of slapping, slapping in the 80s. There yeah. was a lot of slapping in the 80s. But he runs out, and you could tell Clarissa is very conflicted in a way that no one else of her, you know, in yeah. her society is. Yes. And Milo, Mom's certainly not. <laughs> I was just like... Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the mom is baffling. Every time she goes out, I'm like, this is, what an insane choice. But Milo, who's driving his own car behind Bill's, uh, is like, don't do it. I know what you're about to do. Don't do it. And Bill says, I have to. Bill is going to go back to his house Aye. and confront his family. Okay. Which brings us to the question, Allison, who will survive this film? survive bill great okay not milo okay how about clarissa you think she's making it out here i think she is gonna i think that like he's gonna escape and and kill a lot of them and she's gonna be like i'm going with you and we'll figure out what to do with my alien nature possibly um great i think they'll survive and everybody else dies okay great 
in a giant wet orgy. Yeah, well, you you know where we you know what we're getting. I mean, we know what we're getting at the end of this fucking film. All right, people, we all know the stakes of the 2024 election are high, whether it's keeping the Senate, taking back the House, or stopping Republicans at the state level. If you're ready to make a real difference, sign up for Vote Save America's 2024 volunteer program. And just to make it interesting, we're pitting you against each other. Vote Save America will sort you onto a team east or west, and you'll compete with a community of other volunteers to maximize your impact on the ground with opportunities tailored to you and the causes you care about. The team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Meanwhile, okay, so Bill peels off, right? Milo goes to get in his car to follow him. In the back of his car, which... We have, he is a convertible, and Bill has a Jeep, mostly, again, so things can come in and out of the car yes. easily. In the back of Milo's car, there is somebody waiting. Who is it, Allison? Hint, it's my favorite character in the movie. The mom? Clarissa's mom <laughs> is waiting in the back of his car in the back seat and tries to eat Milo's hair. <laughs> and so he slaps she her away. loves hair. This bitch loves hair, and he tells her, you're coming for a ride. So now, he, they're both, she's just in the car, and he's like, you have to knock it off. You're coming with me. And then she's just there for the rest of the movie. Bill gets to his house. Knock the, it off. It, it, like, it, it looks like she listened. She's like, oh, she's sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. Sits I'm, back. Just, I was I had my <laughs> about of hair madness, like I get. And uh, no one let me, let me eat their hair at the beach. So I was like, starving. I mean, you know what I mean? Not a lot of nutrients in hair. Or are there? Maybe there would be. I don't think so. I don't think we could digest it, right? No. Um, No idea. So inside Bill's house, he, he goes in. The power is out. He goes to the kitchen again, grabs the same butcher knife, and he waits for his parents to come home. Allison, we could hear there's laughing and whispering in the house, right? Allison, Bill's parents walk in, and he says, Mom and Dad, I'd like to have a little chat with you. The lights go on, and he is surrounded by dozens of elegantly dressed guests, including everyone we have met in the movie so far. Great. The cop throws the catch pole over his neck, and now Bill is, uh, like, basically dragged to the ground and is being controlled by this catch pole loop around his neck. Dr. Cleveland comes from the top of the stairs and says, Excellent work, everybody. I do. Oh, Allison, I cannot wait till we're. Oh I'm God. so excited about what we're getting into. Oh, my God. He says, <laughs> I do love the smell of the hunt and the taste of the shunt. <laughs> Allison, what do you think shunt means in this context? God, it's not hair. It's not. It's an activity for a group of people to do together. Is it sex? It is a insane orgy, okay, where your bodies start to merge with one another. Yuck. And in this case, um the hunt is bringing people in that through the orgy all of they are completely depleted. So it's basically like I don't know if it's for nutrients or if it's just a sexual thing, but everyone there is going to it's basically the reason that Bill is there and the reason they kept Blanchard alive is they're going to engage in the shunt. And the shunt as a concept is, I'm going to say it, incredible. I, yeah. I couldn't be happier. That's what they named yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's a perfect name. 
And Dr. Cleveland is like holding court. Everyone's laughing and drinking champagne. He says, there's no business like show business. It's like, sure, absolutely. Bill's finally cut on. So Bill's like, you you guys are aliens. You fucking alien scum. And Dr. Cleveland says, no, we're not from outer space. We've been here as long as you have. It's just a matter of good breeding. Allison, they're just rich people. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're just rich, which I think is a really fun way to play this. Yeah, where it's like, there's no, that's it. That's just it. They're rich. And the cop uh, who has the catch pole drags Bill to his feet and sort of parades him to the party. Everyone's eating slugs from the garden. Of course. Clarissa is the last uh, society member to arrive, and she looks miserable. Like, she clearly feels bad for Bill, but again, is part of this, so doesn't know what to do. And Judge Carter is praising Ted for his role in, like, capturing Bill. And he says, we might have an internship for you in Washington, D.C. Of course, they're, they're a part of government. Mm-hmm. As Milo and, Milo and Mrs. Carlin uh, show up and wait outside of his convertible, the paramedics take a hooded uh, Blanchard out of the ambulance and bring him inside, too. So it's okay. Blanchard in a right. hospital gown. He is alive. Unfortunately, he's going to wish he wasn't yeah. in about five fucking minutes here. And um, they announced for the first shunting, we have uh, that special treat. Oh, no, after the first shunting. So there's going to be a first shunting, which will be Blanchard. After the first shunting, we have that special treat we've been hearing about so much, a wonderful specimen nurtured by Nan and Jim, which implies that Nan and Jim adopted Bill specifically to raise him for this purpose. I guess, like, he's veal? Yeah. Uh... No, we can't get bogged down because nope. now everyone's starting to strip down. Great. Everyone is getting naked for the shunting, Fabulous. right? And they start tearing off Blanchard's clothes and they start consuming him while also fucking him, while also fucking each other. And as they do, they're generating this like thick slime and their bodies start to morph and fuse together. Like like somebody like latches onto his body with their mouth. So then their mouth sort of elongates and starts fusing mm. to Blanchard's torso, no. right? And their bodies are start to become one, as our bodies do become one during the act of love, absolutely. Allison. But absolutely, I think they must. But it's sort of they they start to fuse together in this orgy of consumption now and sex. Mm-hmm. Is this impl- like is this what was on the recording? Yes. Okay. So this is what Jenny's coming out was her first time doing this. Okay. And I think we're to think that was so that's why they didn't want Bill there because they didn't want him to know what was happening. Yes. She knows about okay. this. So but she just found out literally like a week ago or however long okay. this time span is. Nan, meanwhile, calls Jim and Jenny aside and they go into the parents' bedroom for a all family fuck fest, Allison. Uh, and I'll say it, I mean it more than I've ever mentioned on this podcast. You hate you to hate see it. To see it. You hate to see it. Meanwhile, Clarissa, like, they're basically, like, Bill's being held, like, pinned to the ground. And Clarissa is like, fuck it. She tries to fight the cop to release Bill. But Ted stops her. And again, she's just one person. And Ted snarls at Bill. Don't you fucking get it? The rich have always sucked off low-class shit like you. And he opens his mouth and this gigantic long tongue rolls out. And he slurps Bill's face. No. Outside, uh, outside, Milo and Miss Carlin, like basically he gets Miss Carlin out and they're trying to go in the back door only to find a cop, the cop standing guard. guard yeah. Right. Fortunately, Milo intuits that he could use Miss Carlin like a attack dog and he screams at the cop, 
hair, hair, and she, the, the mere idea of hair, idea of hair, Miss Carlin's hair madness <laughs> is activated. And she fucking attacks the cop and rips off his hair like it's a toupee. And then Milo steals his uniform to sneak into the um, the shunting orgy, right? Why is she like that? <laughs> I don't know. I Googled it and I found a Reddit passage. And literally someone's like, I just have questions. And the third question is, what is wrong with Clarissa's mother? And everyone else I is don't like think there's an normal answer. Normal presenting, like as like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like going through the day like a regular human. <laughs> Yeah, there is, um, I don't know, there's no, like, oh, well, she shunted too hard, or, you know, like, she used to be poor. Like, there's no explanation for why she's like this, and we never get one. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, Allison, the shunting is reaching its orgiastic fucking climax. Right. So they have to call over the patriarch of the society, Judge Carter. Mm-hmm. Hey, Allison, you know, I'm very, I, I, this podcast, we're, we're pro-fisting. Yeah. But unfortunately, this is a, um, oh, a, no. a, a depiction of a fisting that, boy, you're never going to get out of your head. Yeah. He, um, he fists Blanchard through his entire body to the point where his hand emerges from Blanchard's mouth. And then his hand turns, so his hand's out of Blanchard's mouth, hand turns and rips off Blanchard's face. No. No. Fortunately... That's a pretty distracting thing to happen. Yes. So in that moment, Clarissa is able to release Bill. He can't go out the front door, so he runs upstairs. We know not to, to go try upstairs. to escape. Dr. Cleveland is up there. And also everyone is like wearing like wet tank tops and like tidy whities <gasps> or like saturated slime-covered Ugh. negligees. And Dr. Cleveland's up there in like his dress shirt, bl- black pull-up dress socks, and underwear. And he has a huge mutated Joker smile. And he's chasing Bill with the catch pole. And he says, hey, Bill, let me give you a hand. And Bill turns and Dr. Cleveland's head transformed into a giant hand who reaches towards him. Mm -hmm, Obviously. So the only place, the only door available to him, Allison, and you're not going to like it, it's the door to his parents' room. no. So she runs in. His mother is in bed, and she is now armless, and her legs are now muscular men's arms, and her arms are just gone. Okay. That's a look. And she, and she gets up, and again, she's, like, essentially trying to seduce Bill still. Like, it's just horny. And she Bill collapses to the ground, horrified, and she stands over him, and she's wearing, like, a little, like, short nighty or, like, a, um, like a what do you call that? Like a, a slip. Oh, a slip. Yeah, the negligee. From her vagina, Allison, emerges Jenny's head. Oh. Who screams at her brother, if you have any edible fantasies you'd like to indulge in, now's the time. Nope. No, none. Bill sort of scurries back up and he turns to find his, you guess it, father totally nude, bent over with his ass facing Bill, and unfortunately, where his father's anus should be, it is, in fact, his father's face. And Jim laughs and says, <laughs> I guess you were right, Billy. I am a butthead. Oh, boy. Bill runs out of the room, only to be immediately captured by Dr. Cleveland with the catch pole and brought deck downstairs. So at this point, the shunting is in full swing. Yes. Everyone has mutated into each other. So it's almost like you can't tell, like, 
where one person begins, there's like new organs forming, at least like almost like flesh bridges between everyone's body and like their faces are merged to Blanchard as they like suck nutrients out of him. And also they're like drinking champagne and pouring it on each other, which is fun. Yeah, that's you know? fun. I'm glad it's like an elegant affair still. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's laughing, having a good time. And the most disgusting image in this movie, and there's quite a number, is, is that where somebody you just, yes, takes a fistful of soaking wet, like long, dark hair and just, I'm, I'm literally going to gag, just puts it in their mouth. <laughs> like on her, like, fa- like, like, oh, it's so awful. Which I don't know what it is about wet hair no, it's- or having hair in your mouth, but damn. Uh, meanwhile, Milo has sneaked inside as the cop, but luckily, again, everyone's uh, now uh, one heaving fuck monster, so they kind of they're not really paying attention to Milo. Finally, Allison, the shunting has come. To, the first shunting has come to an end, and everyone disengages, sort of pulls apart, sort of staggers around, and at, when they pull back up. Judge Carter now has Blanchard's beauty mark on his face. Oh, boy. So it's almost like they've absorbed him to the point where he even has the beauty mark. Mm. And Judge Carter stands up and hacks up a hairball. The hairballs. I just didn't see it coming. I guess, again, like, I guess if your body can't consume them, I guess you have to get rid of them somehow. But that one lady was just fully putting it on her face, so I don't know. Judge Carter stands up from the shunting and he says, I'm getting too old for this. (laughs) Good. Fucking excellent writing here. And luckily, now it's time for the second, the grand finale shunting, the shunting of Bill. And Dr. Cleveland goes up and knocks on uh, Nan and Jim's door to call them down. Clarissa is still trying, like she's she's being held by yeah. the um, society now. And Bill's trying to defend her, you know, even as he's being like captured and Ted's mocking him and Bill's like, I will fucking fight you, Ted. And, and it's like, oh, a show, a, a dinner and a show. You know what I mean? Like, let's see you fight, boys. Like, everyone's laughing and jeering. And then Ted and Bill just basically beat the hell out of each other. But Ted really is, like, he's much taller, he's stronger, and he's also some sort of supernatural freak. Like, I, I, there's Bill didn't stand a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Milo also tries to interview intervene, but then, of course, that tips them, everybody off that he's not the cop. So they grab Milo... Yeah. And Bill, Ted grabs Bill's face, and when he grabs him, he sort of digs his fingers through the skin, and he says, get a load of this arm, Bill. You're going to become very familiar with it. And basically throws Bill across the room. Clarissa leaps on Ted, and he just fucking punches her full in the face, which fortunately activates Clarissa's mother, Mrs. Carlin. Mm -hmm. She was so lost in her hair madness, but seeing her daughter punched in the face, that she comes yeah. raging at, at Ted. Thank God she's there. However, there's just too many people against them. And so they're all restrained and they're they're moving forward with the shunting. And Bill, at this point, he's been beaten in the face so many times, he's barely conscious. Right. And they all descend on him, and Ted clamps his mouth over Bill's mouth as everyone cheers, and he starts to sort of like suck and consume him. And Allison, just when you think the chips are down, Bill reaches down and rams his fist into Ted's anus and drives his arm through Ted's body, uh, tearing his fingers through Ted's mouth and forcing his eyes out of their eye socket with his fingers. And then, because it's you, can, you have to, you have to. <laughs> I'm speechless. I mean, as well you should be, and so is Ted. Obviously, well, of course. And. Because you can't just, you have to yes and. Yes. 
You know, that's, I have a yes and tattoo, which is lame, but it is true. And so you can't just say, hey, we're going to have a, a, a fatal fisting. You got to say, what's past it, Alice? This is a fucking movie. We're making a movie here. Bill's arm is all the way through Ted's face. He grabs his face and he turns that motherfucker inside out. He rips him inside out. His inside organs fucking fly out. everywhere. Inside out. Inside ah. out. And then what? everyone is so shocked. They don't do anything. They just stand there. And uh, it, it, like, there's basically a moment where everyone's just sort of like, almost wants to be like, all right, you know. But Bill, Bill gets Clarissa and Milo and they're leaving. And Jim steps out and says, you're not going to get away with this. And Bill basically is like, bitch, what are you talking what? about? And then they he grabs Milo and Clarissa and they run outside, get in the car, and they fucking peel away. And the last line is basically everyone in the side looking around like, how are we, how are we gonna explain this? And Judge Carter, who had, you know, as we saw previously, uh, offered Ted a, an internship in DC, turns to Do- Dr. Cleveland and says, Looks like I might have an opening in DC next summer. If you know what I mean. And that's the end, Alice. <laughs> It ends on a joke. <laughs> it ends on a fucking joke. I loved this movie. This is an and incredible. To everyone, I can't remember if, I'm sure at some point someone must have recommended this. And I'm sorry I don't have your names yeah. on hand. But um, we will shout you out next episode. This, what a treat. What, a what fun, an absolute fucking Was this treat. your first time seeing it? Yes, yeah. I hadn't seen it before. And I just, again, I'm just in a very wet horror mood. I just want goo. I loved all the, all the yeah. effects were so incredible. Clarissa's mom. <laughs> and, and again, like such an, an, an 80s thing. We're just like, I don't, I don't know, know, man. She's just, just a weird. weird lady. And she eats hair. <laughs> and right, it's not like it's like, oh, well, during the last shunting. Yeah. She's really large and she's mute like know. Frankenstein and she eats hair. And you don't really but need also, to know more than that. <laughs> But she's also the kind of lady who wears a full beat to the to the yeah. beach. So it's like she gets up, she does her hair and makeup, and then she goes out and eats hair all day. <laughs> and you really do have to follow your bliss. And I I really do believe that. I mean, truly. Allison, this is a hard question, but what are some fatal mistakes you think people have made in the movie society? Fatal mistakes. Boy, not leaving as soon as you saw yeah. front butt. I almost put the um, I almost put the question like, what would you do when uh, Bill feels his sister's back bulging? Yeah, and that happens like five minutes, right? In, yeah, you know? I think yeah, not leaving once like front butt makes an appearance. Yeah, or even to ask questions. I guess how do you ask the question? Right, what like, are you? Was, your, hey, was your butt in the front when you were in the shower? I know I walked in on you, but that's definitely the least uh, violent sexual experience that happens in this movie. So, you know, and there is something about like, like the, the intentional isolation of him. Yes, that it, it's like, oh, you really don't have any. Uh, certainly not an adult, right? Um, and other, thank God he had Milo. Like Milo's the only reason this, this guy got out yeah. of here is to have someone help you in your time of need. Because other than that, everyone was pretty much on board. Yeah. And then that's tough. That's, that's tough. tough. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah, it's hard when you're adopted and raised by a bree, a pedigree of human beings that has evolved to consume. To shunt. To shunt. Would you shunt, if you were invited to a shunting party and it was all consensual shunting, would you go, Allison? Can I shunt? 
can you? Well, you, you could either be shunted or shunt, and then uh, no one will die. It's all. It's all. It, 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 there's no, it's not a fatal shunting. It just sounds but like it would become, hurt. I feel like it would smell crazy. Yeah, it would sm- I mean, someone ended up inside out at the end of this. Like, it's going to smell awful. I think we're to think it actually feels incredible. I think you think like it is like it is like a sexual, like it's an, a, a better than a regular orgy. I you mean, know? yeah, sure. Okay. If there were like, you know, if it was all consensual and we knew nobody was going to die at the end and. Yeah. I guess. Would you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm pro, I'm pro shunting. Under the right circumstances. I would, I would hope to never see those people again. <laughs> right. That's the thing is like, that's hard. But I guess that's. It can't yeah. be with like the town's judge. Like I can't like. <laughs> but that is realistically, I think like most people, I don't know. It's like, I've never been to like a sex club or anything, yeah. but I got to imagine like. If you are in a, in a community and there are people having group sex, you're probably seeing the same faces. Yeah, you know, I guess unless you live in like a big, I'd be okay I guess in, if in like, Beverly Hills. These are the people you shunt with, but like, yes, I don't want to like also be in book club with one of them. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll see you at the monthly shunt. Right. It's like if I run into you in, we have in the grocery store, like we don't know each other. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But I would not want to be someone who just eats hair. <laughs> I think ha- I mean she had a lovely home. I mean, like again, like great style, uh, a healthy teenage daughter. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a lot hated of, you because yeah, yeah. you do stuff she doesn't like. <laughs> she does stuff I don't like. Um, wow. The oh, and then also, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm reading these questions uh, questions that somebody wrote on Reddit about the film. And um, one of the things that I forgot to say, because it's sort of in the middle of a melee, is that Clarissa tells Bill she loves him. Mm. And this person's question is, why does she fall for him? <laughs> like, none of the other, whatever they are, of society, think of them as even human. Yeah. So it's like, what is it? Was it just like, was the dick so good? Yeah, it might have been. That she's like, I will, I mean, listen, this is, I want that for you again, once you die and go to heaven. Yeah. And finally meet your husband, Jesus. I can't oh, wait I to can't date wait for Jesus. That for you. Yeah. In heaven under the um, sea. And then finally, where would you put uh, society on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. I think I give this a five for spooky. Okay, great. But like a 10 for wet. Yeah, 10 for wet, for sure. Oh, also, Kat, our injury says, business in the front and party in the front. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. a five for Spooky. What about you? I'm going to give it um, a... I'm going to give it a two. Because the themes are <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Right? But I don't know if they're scary. Yeah, sure. Like, the idea of, like, it's your parents... <laughs> Yes, I don't care for it. I find it distasteful to an extreme degree, but scared. I wasn't scared. I was flummoxed. I was baffled. I was agog at the shunting, but fear was not one of the feelings I felt. So, but yeah, again, it starts with 10 for wetness, 10 for having a fucking time. Great ass time. This was a shunting of the mind for me. I love this movie. This is super fun. But yeah, like the themes are interesting. The actual mechanization. I think once we get a little, once it gets a little, like you know, the prosthetics had to come in. Like we had a, a puppeteering team. Yes. But then I don't know. Like the you just have then you have like movies like The Thing, where it genuinely is so terrifying. But that's like a little. This this is obviously like we're playing with the comedy of it. You know, like we're having yeah. we're having a laugh with the shunt, 
And um, yeah, so I'm going two. But what a, what a film. What a film. What a, what a cinematic masterpiece. What a film. And I'm so happy. Incredible. This was a great, a great addition to Horny Month. Yes. And horny on all fronts. Yeah. You know, horny at the beach, horny for hair, you know. Horny at a party. Horny for your immediate family, family members. Hey. Well, on that note, I guess we just got to ask if you would. Please. Please. Keep it keep shunt. Keep it horny. Keep it shunt. You're looking extremely shunt today. This too shunt pass. Oh my God. <laughs> Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Mm-hmm.